think about Trump's insanities and madness over these last 10 days. President matters in America. It is February 19th, President's Day, and there are 260 days until the election that will decide who is the next American commander-in-chief, head of state, president of the United States of America. And so here on this President's Day, let us look back over the last 10 days. A Republican lawyer, a hack, puts in a report where he has no medical qualifications whatsoever, that the President of the United States is an elderly man with a bad memory who is not capable of performing his duties. The White House response makes it worse. I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad I let you speak. That's, uh, that's, that's my memory has gotten worse, Mr. No, president? Look, my memory is not good. My memory is fine. While that's happening, Donald Trump goes to a rally and he celebrates Vladimir Putin. And he says, please, Vladimir Putin, start World War III by attacking Germany or Poland or any NATO country. That's what he said. Donald Trump, a former president of the United States in one of his greatest episodes of insanity, invited the Russian Federation to attack NATO if Trump isn't satisfied with the level of defense spending against the nation's GDP. He did that. And then his crowd went wild. Psychologists talk about group contagion, the contagion that can come in crowds, where people lose themselves, abandon their sense of propriety, their sentience, their sovereignty. And that's exactly what happened. Whether it's a frenzied crowd in Munich in 1937's chanting Zeke Hale, or it's the Trump crowd chanting F. Joe Biden. It's all exactly the same. The Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, had a parade, and like any event in America, the gun came. Dozens are wounded. Ten days of chaos in American politics are immediately behind us. And the important thing to understand on this President's Day is this office matters. It can shape the destiny of the world. The Oval Office is a place where life and death decisions are made, where the qualities of restraint are required, where there must be vision and wisdom and love. Love. You cannot love your country if you want to punish half the people in it. You cannot love your country if you hate half the people in it. And you cannot love America if you believe one race is superior to another. On this President's Day, it is important to understand this. Across our history, 45 men, all men, have taken the oath of office. There is none that is more despicable, more dishonest, more corrupt than the convicted rapist Donald Trump. He is the worst president in American history, bar none.
And should he come to office again, we will face national and global catastrophe. Donald Trump is being talked about as appointing Stephen Miller as Attorney General of the United States. Stephen Miller is a man who, in the presence of the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, asked if the military could fire on unarmed migrants at sea, killing them. The Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, according to news reports, in the Oval Office, looked at Stephen Miller and said, shut the fuck up, Stephen, which was absolutely the appropriate response. President's Day is a day where every American should reflect, not on the mattress sale, but on the most important office in the world, one that can have a profound impact for good or for bad on the lives of all 330 million of us and all of our children and all of our grandchildren and epic choices ahead. Think about that choice. Think about the last 10 days. Think about the murder of Alexander Navalny. Think about Trump's insanities and madness over these last 10 days. President matters in America. President's Day, in its original inception, was a holiday that honored the founder of the country, George Washington, and the savior of the country, Abraham Lincoln. Both men bring profound virtues to the presidency that must be understood in this moment of division and malice as we get ready for another week after an incredible past 10 days. What is it that made George Washington great? There's a painting that hangs in the capital of the United States, and it shows George Washington resigning his commission. The painter viewed it as the most noble act in history. King George III would ask about George Washington. He wanted to know what would Washington do? Would he be emperor? Would he be king? George III worried that the American empire and kingdom could be bigger than his. When he was told that Washington would walk away from power, that he would yield it, George III was astonished. The king said if that were to be the case, then George Washington would be the greatest man of his or any age. And it's exactly what Washington did. When you look at the painting, what you see, the man who could be king or military dictator, a man who could be Caesar, voluntarily subordinating himself. There is a chair in the painting that's bigger than the rest, and on it is draped Washington's military cape. He will not sit in that chair. He will not take the throne. He will not be Caesar. He will be a citizen. And George Washington's restraint set in motion the greatest of all American inventions, the peaceful transition of power, which he made to John Adams in 1797. Four years later, John Adams was defeated, and he turned over power to the man who won, his former friend, who by then he was badly estranged from, Thomas Jefferson.
the United States of America was the first country in the world conceived by the power of an idea that all men are created equal. Of course, our ideals and idea did not include vast cohorts of the population. America was founded in slavery. Women did not have the franchise. But over the course of history, through the passage of time, the nation has moved closer and closer to those ideals by expanding the concept and the reach of liberty and freedom to include all people of all creeds and races and genders. Abraham Lincoln was the president of the United States who saved the nation during the Civil War that was inevitable to reconcile the nation's high ideal against its original sin, slavery. That war was one of the bloodiest in human history per capita. And it remains today the bloodiest war the United States has ever fought. In fact, a few years ago, the casualty estimates from the war that had long been held at 650,000 killed were revised upwards. 850,000 fatalities in a country of 34 million people. But Abraham Lincoln did not seek revenge. What Abraham Lincoln said was with malice towards none, with charity towards all, let us bind up the wounds of the nation. Abraham Lincoln did not have within him the capacity for hate. He was strong. He was resolved. He understood the moral magnitude of the war. And Lincoln at Gettysburg, after the decisive battle, reconsecrates the United States of America. He gives it a new birth of freedom as he makes the war about the fulfillment of liberty as the national purpose and attaches to the beating heart of the country the concepts embodied in the Declaration, the most important words ever put to paper by the mind of man, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with inalienable rights. Thank you for listening to my political commentary. If you like what you heard today, please also consider subscribing to The Warning, daily newsletter on Substack. Our democracy hangs in the balance. The 2024 presidential election is the most consequential in America's history. It's not hyperbole. It's a fact. That is why the mission of The Warning with Steve Schmidt is to help readers orient to the currents that are shaping our times and the unseen forces driving politics that are very rarely discussed on cable news. Please sign up at Steve Schmidt, S-T-E-V-E-S-C-H-M-I-D-T dot substack dot com. Again, Steve Schmidt dot substack dot com or at the link in the show notes section below. Thank you to each and every one of you for listening and watching.